John chapter number 1, we're going to begin in verse number 12, as we be looking at the doctrine of adoption today, what the scripture says concerning our adoption in Christ. We've been looking the last couple of weeks at the, the doctrine of justification and how we are made justified in the Lord Jesus, declared to be righteous before God in the finished work of our Lord on our behalf, and then we study today about our adoption in Him and how we are not only purchased by our Lord in uh, His giving of Himself for us, but He purchases us unto Himself that we might be made the children of God, adopted legally before the throne of God. And this is the, the legal side of our salvation that is being declared to us here in the Scripture. Um, we are both, as the children of God, we are both born in the new birth into the family of God. And we are adopted into it legally uh, by God through that finished work of Christ. Now we read here in John chapter 1, he says in verse 11, He came into His own... And his own received him not. Speaking of the Lord Jesus and his ministry, what he had come to do, <coughs> he came to the Jews first. The Jews did not receive him. They did not recognize him. Uh, in fact, in the passage we read this morning, they sought to kill him. They, they were going to throw him off the bluff, uh, considering the things that he was saying is blasphemy. But in verse number 12, he says, But as many as received him, it wasn't a whole. There were those that did hear. There were those that did believe. There were those that did see him as Messiah. Uh, there were those, uh, though it wasn't the majority of the Jews in that day, there were those that did see. And it says there, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man but of God. And so we are made, we are made the children of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, adoption takes place in all nations in regards to the adoption that we have in Christ. It begins first with Israel, as the Scriptures speak to us concerning that. Romans chapter 9 Romans chapter 9 and verse number 4, Paul speaks to this concerning the fact that it was originally the Jews that were the children of God. It was they who it is all focused on uh, concerning the Old Testament, the prophecies concerning the Lord Jesus. It begins with the Jews. Romans 9 verse 4 says, Who are Israelites to whom pertaineth the adoption, he says, and the glory, and the covenants, and the giving of the law, and the service of God, and the promises. So it originally begins with the nation of Israel. It begins with them. They're God's chosen people. That's who he gives these things to as a nation. That's who it belonged to. But it didn't stop with them. And quite frankly, the Jews really struggled with that whole, whole idea that it would go to anybody else other than them. Uh, once uh, the, the, the Lord comes, He's starting to declare even from His ministry 
uh, the salvation of the Gentiles as well. That was not new. That was prophesied in the Old Testament on several occasions was him going to the Gentiles spoken of. But it's like those are the parts that the Jews conveniently ignored. That was the parts they conveniently left out when they were talking about what Messiah would do when He would come. And so when He comes, when the Lord Jesus comes on the scene, He begins His ministry, He begins to preach the Gospel, and these Gentiles are starting to be saved. The, the, the Jews struggled with what to do. Well, how do, how, do we, how do we fit together with these folks? And we see it really come to a head in the book of Acts. Uh, uh, Peter had an issue with it. Uh, the, the Jews themselves had issues with it. Paul confronted Peter directly because of it. Uh, and, and Paul probably had a better understanding, the most prominent of the Jews, as far as the disciples of the Lord were concerned, the most prominent of them being Paul, he had a better understanding of how the Gentiles fit into all of it. And the Lord had give, given him that understanding. We read in, in uh, Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 10 and verse number 35, these adoptions did not end with Israel. But it was to all nations. Acts 10 verse 35, But in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. In every nation, it says. And so it extends to all, not only to the Jews, to believing Jews, but to all believing Gentiles as well. It is in both sexes, male and female. That's a struggle for people today because they say there's more than one or more than two. There's, there's, there's all sorts that they point to. There's only two sexes, male and female. That's how God created them. That's the way their DNA shows up. That cannot, cannot, cannot be changed. It doesn't matter what you do to the outside. He created them male and female. Created He them. They are what God created them to be. And this adoption pertains to both male and female, as the Scripture declares to us. In uh, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 6, 2 Corinthians 6 and verse number 18. 2 Corinthians 6 and verse number 18. He says in verse 17, uh, warning them about partaking of the world and being part of the world, falling into the, the idolatry of the world particularly. He says there in verse 17, Wherefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. You shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. So it, it adoption takes in both sexes, male and female. Um, 
every believing soul, uh, believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, can lay claim to that adoption that is given in Him. Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians 1 and verse number 5, Paul speaks directly to this here, uh, this issue of our adoption. Ephesians 1 verse 5, we find that adoption is an act of pure grace. It is an act of pure grace. It is not by the choice of the adoptee, but rather the adopter. He is the one that chooses to adopt. He is the one that gives that adoption. He tells us here, verse 5, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children. That predestination is declared to us even in this very same text in Ephesians 1, that it was from before the foundations of the world. That's, that's where that pre will take us to, that predestination. Having predestinated us into the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will. Having predestinated us into the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself according to the good pleasure of His will. By nature, all are strangers and have no right to sonship, have no right for the adoption. And so this then would make adoption, as it tells us here in Ephesians 1, make adoption God's choice. It's what He has done. It's what He has given unto us. He is the one who has adopted. Not we adopting Him. He has rather adopted us. And every, uh, this being His choice, if whoever is adopted, uh, whoever enjoys that place, that position, whoever can claim adoption in Christ Jesus, he owes that to God. It is God that has worked this. It is God that has given us. It is God that has accomplished this in us. This is not something we have done. Rather, it is what He has done in our stead. And so adoption is an act of pure grace. Adoption is the taking of a stranger into the relation of a son or an heir. Uh, and this is what God has accomplished for us. Not only were we strangers to Him in the sense of our belonging in, as, being, as being Gentiles particularly, but we are called in the Scripture enemies to Him because we are transgressors of His law. Because we've sinned against Him. Because we've come short of His glory. Being transgressors of His law, we prove ourselves by nature to be enemies to His reign. It's such a glorious work of grace that God takes His enemies, 
declares us righteous in Christ Jesus, and then makes us his own children. His enemies to his children. Makes us his own children. In adoption, God ennobles man with his name. We are called by His name. When we, uh, as parents, when we adopt children, the child receives our name. Our girls, they received our name. We gave that to them in our adoption. That's part of them being named by our name. In Revelation chapter 3, We see in the Scriptures in verse number 12, (coughs) Revelation 3 verse 12, as the Lord is speaking here to John and, and particularly declaring these things about the seven churches of Asia that He is speaking about and telling John to write these things down and give these messages to these seven churches, He tells them concerning here in verse number 12, as he's speaking here to the church at Philadelphia. He says, Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. Write upon him my new name. We are called as the children of God. We are called by his name. Called by his name. In adoption, God consecrates man with his spirit. Whom he adopts, he anoints whom He makes sons and daughters, He makes saints. And when man adopts, we cannot implant our nature into the child that we are adopting. Can't do that. But that's exactly what God does for us. Not only can He implant His nature in us, He does implant His nature in His children seals us by that new man that He puts in us until the day of redemption. To what then does God adopt man? He adopts us to a state of excellence. It was much for God to make a clod of dust a star. And it is even more for him to take a piece of clay that is wrapped in sin and yet adopt that piece of clay and make it his heir. How much greater. The heavens declare he spoke. He spoke and made the stars. 
in giving us salvation, he laid down his life. Took a far greater work. A far greater work to adopt you and I than even to make the stars of the universe. Far greater work. God adopts to a state of liberty. A slave adopted, as Galatians 4, 7 declares, is a free man. Freedom is not to do as one likes. That's not the freedom that's spoken of in the Scripture, but it is rather freedom from dominion of sin. And now we find ourselves being freed from the nature of sin, being freed from the bondage of sin, that we now desire to be found faithful unto God, to live for Him, to serve Him. That's the freedom that is given us in Christ. And so it's not to do as one likes, but rather freedom from dominion of sin and we are free, we are free in our worship, to worship God openly before His throne. God adopts man to a state of dignity. God instills honor into His children. Not honor not for who we are ourselves, but rather for who we are in Him. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse number 4. Isaiah 43 and verse number 4. Isaiah 43, verse 4, it says, Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee, therefore will I give men for thee and people for thy life. In Exodus 19 and verse number 5, he calls the children of Israel there his treasure. In Malachi chapter number 3, he calls his people there in verse 17, he calls us his jewels. Malachi chapter 3, verse number 17, he says, And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels. And I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. He instills honor. In his children. We are made the royal blood of heaven. He gives us in his grace, courage, meekness. It says in Isaiah 40, verse number 31, wings as an eagle. 
He gives us all we have need of. More, far more than ever we deserve in this process of adoption. And He adopts looking to an inheritance for us. Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter number 12 and verse number 32. Luke 12 and verse 32. He says, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So adoption ends in coronation. The adoption ends in coronation. The kingdom is given to the adopted. God's inheritance involves riches and wonders and tranquility. God's inheritance is a stable kingdom. Faith is what brings one to the privilege of adoption. Galatians chapter 3, Galatians chapter number 3, verse number 26. Galatians chapter 3, verse number 26. He says, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. We are the children of God by faith. Before faith is wrought in us, we are spiritually illegitimate. We do not belong to the family of God. An unbeliever, an unbeliever cannot call God Father. He can call Him Judge. He can call Him King. Maybe he can call Him Lord. But he cannot call Him Father. That term only belongs to the children of God. To Him, we can call out Father. In fact, as we've read uh, a couple weeks ago, Abba, Father, is what He tells us that we cry out there in Hebrews chapter 10. And so, faith, is what works that privilege of adoption in us. Because faith gives life, that's spiritual life, dead children are never adopted. Before faith, we are dead in trespasses and sins. But it is in faith, as by grace through faith, that God 
God works that salvation in us and brings us from deadness to life. Where once we were dead in trespasses and sins, by grace through faith we are made alive in Christ Jesus our Lord. And being made alive in Christ Jesus, we are given that adoption in Christ. The Bible tells us the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. And we do that after adoption. Because God is sovereign. And this is the way He's established to do it. He is sovereign and this is the way He's established to do it. The amazing love of God is making men... His sons. He makes us. He makes us physically. He makes us ourselves. But He also makes us His children. By grace through faith. 1 John chapter 3. John writes here in verse 1. And it is indeed amazing love that our God has for us. First John 3, verse 1. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew Him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. That's an amazing love. That's an amazing love that the Father has for us. It is a love that is full of wonder that He would adopt Sinful man as we are unto himself. That God would adopt men when he had a son of his own. But not only in the fact that he had a son of his own, but that he would give his son in our place to adopt us unto himself. We were deformed, we were crooked, we were ill-favored. There was nothing about us that was desirable, full of wickedness, full of sin, full of transgression. And yet God in His great grace... God in His great grace loved us and gave His only begotten Son for us that He might make us His children. That He might make us His own. That He would adopt us into His family. It cost God the blood of His own dear Son to adopt us unto Himself. 
And he would do that for his enemies. It's the reason that the Scriptures declare the angels look at that and wonder. How can that be? How could it that God would do such a work? How, how could He love these wicked, sinful people like He has loved them? That Jesus would go to the cross and He would give Himself, that He, he would allow His blood to be shed, that he would, he would endure that suffering, that he would, he would take from them their sin, that He would become their, the payment for their sin and take their punishment in their place. How is it that God would do that for this wretched bud? In fact, the Scriptures declare that before God adopted us unto Himself, we belong to the devil's family. Belong to the devil's family. He adopted a bunch of Satan's children. And made them his own. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. God would confer such an honor upon us. Do we really understand? Have we really considered what it is to be a child of the Most High God? The world is divided into two. God's children and the devil's children. What are you? A child of God? Or a child of the devil? The first sign of adoption, you see, the first sign of that work of God in you is obedience to Him. Obedience to His Word. Is that what you find in yourself? Obedience to Him. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew Him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when He shall appear, we shall 
be like him, for he shall see, for we rather shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Are you adopted in Christ Jesus? Let's all stand. We'll be dismissed.